all of these individuals that are part of this program, they're excited, they're thankful, and they want us to feel proud. I can't tell you how many times I'll go in a one-on-one with these people and these individuals and and they'll say, you know, we want to make you proud because you took a chance on us. And, you know, it just, it kind of gives you chills in your spine when you hear things like that and people saying that because you feel like you're doing something good, right? And the bank's doing something good here. Welcome to Frankly Speaking, the podcast that explores how tech apprenticeships really work. As a Franklin Apprenticeship Professional Success Coach, our host, Cable Rose, gives us an insider's view from the real people and businesses who are using tech apprenticeship programs to develop the technical skills that the American economy so desperately needs. Welcome to this episode of Frankly Speaking, Adventures in Tech Apprenticeships. My name is Kibble Rose. I am your host and uber fan of all things tech apprenticeships. Here today with us in studio, we've got Gary Fusco. Gary's coming to us from the great state of New York. He is with M&T Bank. Gary's the Senior Vice President, Z Mainframe Platforms and Middleware Engineering and Operations. Gary's been in IT for quite a few years. Gary has quite a passion for both IT, IBM, mainframing, and of course, the banking industry there with MNT. Gary, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Well, Gary, let's do some background. What is your background in the IT realm? How did you end up where you are today? Wow. It's been a long journey. I've been doing this technology gig for a better part of 30 years. Started up in various operational ranks. In my career, I went full-time to school at a local college and ultimately graduated and ultimately in, in part of the uh, senior management team here at M&T. Senior management at M&T. And I, I did, I had to go take a peek at your LinkedIn. You know, I'm going to make sure I know what I'm getting myself into. But I saw in the 90s, you were in the operational side of the house. What did that look like on a day-to-day for you? Like, what were you doing as a manager of the operations at that point? So in the 90s, a lot of the applications that we would run, right, in our financial institution were were mainframe-based. So a lot of it was around batch scheduling, you know, monitoring system failures, system availability. A lot of the things that were the heartbeat of actually our business communications to our our end clients, right? So making sure the systems were available, uh, balances were updated with current information. And then ultimately, it was all about making sure system availability was there for our branch network and and other other channels of our business. Okay. So in the 90s, it sounds like you're in the trenches, right? You're seeing it from the literally point of view of of what's running and what's operating and what's being pushed and what's being run. And and so you're in the trenches. You see it on a day-to-day what was your manning like? What was staffing like in the, well, I don't know if that's the heydays. That's a dot-com era. I don't know if the dot-com was ever a big thing for an IBM Z kind of realm, but what would that look like for manning back then? Well, you staffing. know, it, it, the staffing was, you know, 24 by 7, 365, you know, holidays, weekends, you know, were all things that we had to support, right, in, in the core operations and making sure ultimately our applications never went off the air or, or you know, we would we would want to try to maintain that as as best we could. 
I'm just thinking about it. You know, people sometimes today, they think they know what IT is. They think they know what IBM is. They think they know what it takes to run a mainframe or run a, a large corporation. Um, but you said it right there, 24-7, 365, weekends, nights, holidays. It didn't matter. Somebody's there. Somebody's working. Somebody's making sure all those ones and zeros are are aligned, right? So do me yeah. a favor. In the, in the next 30 years, so let's take that journey. Now you got 30 years down the road. You and I have a, a little bit of, of wear on ourselves, right? We're, we're a little bit wiser for the wear, but here we are. We're in 2023. What, what kind of challenges do you see? What kind of business challenges do you see on a day to day right now for trying to solve an IBM Z? Why, why did you bring the IBM Z apprenticeship into the M&T realm? Well, I mean, it's, it's twofold, right? The dependency on, on the Z platform, uh, is, can, is continued back in the nineties and even today, right? The, the, the ability to have data available at a moment's notice for anybody, uh, any client of the bank that wants to see their balance, he wants to see if a, a check cleared or, you know, I want to see a check image. So the digital evolution has really put a big onus on our Z platform here at the bank because that's where our main deposit application actually resides on. So the ability for our digital clients to consume that that information at a moment's notice at any time of day, doesn't matter, is really what's made our Z platform continuing to, you know, be one of our cornerstones of our, our processing environment at the bank. Okay. I love it. I never even thought about that. Just at a moment's notice or a keystroke, hey, I click and I want to see that information and I've got to have it processed and brought up forward and, and brought to brought to the screen. Um, I never even thought of it that way. So that's interesting, Gary. The idea that you've got men and women literally just, just literally, that's what they do. They're working for data. They're, they're pulling data, finding data, processing data, and putting data where it needs to go to make sure we have it when we need it. So how does that look though for staffing? What, what's that look? Okay. So we did staffing in the nineties, right? It was, it was people were coming into the realm. I do believe if I'm not mistaken from other clients talking with IBM as well, there's a great population of, of senior techs that have been with IBM or they've been with the bank for, you know, whole careers. And now it looks like there's a gap in what's next. How, how do we get the next generation in there? So how did that Z apprenticeship uh, benefit you to try to bring you in more people? It was one of our uh, large business challenges, right? Was the fact that, you know, our we had tenured people, right? They've been doing this and and, and they love doing it, right? And yeah. they have a passion for it. And, and, that, and that's great. You know, I'm not, we're, we're really, you know, uh, wanting to do that and advocate that uh, holistically. But we didn't really have a good feeding ground for talent, right? And uh, succession planning for some of these people that have been doing uh, this type of technology or this type of uh, engineering roles on the Z platform. So um, we started to have some conversations with with IBM a few years back and, and, and others to kind of say, hey, you know, how are other IBM large Z customer clients, you know, addressing this? And, and we... You know, we had a number of sessions, a number of conversations, because a lot of this technical information is not being taught in the universities anymore, right? So a lot of the, the technical curriculum was, um, so to have a program, you know, like, a, and we do have a program that is is like a technology development program, right? Where we go out to four-year colleges and things like that to kind of 
attract talent and things like that. But a lot of the talent that were, that were coming in, were not mainframe based, right? So we had to, we had to identify an opportunity or a pipeline of talent to bring into the organization to really start building some succession planning around some of those people that have been doing it for 30 years, like you said, Cable. So we had the conversations with, with IBM and Franklin, and they were awesome conversations. We kind of rolled up our sleeves and kind of understood, hey, how, how can we together work on this, this uh, business opportunity and understand a non-traditional pipeline of talent into M&T Bank, working with IBM and, and Franklin Apprenticeships. And, and um, you know, so we're super excited. I'm super excited. I can talk about this forever. Well, that's why I got you on the, the show. That's that's why I got they, you on the show, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> they usually give me the hook at the bank, you know, when I uh, when I start talking because uh, they know I I'm pretty passionate about it and I like and it's just it's just great for the people, right? It's a great opportunity for the people coming through the apprenticeship, and it's no small task by any way, shape, or form. Yes. I do love that the collaboration that Franklin and IBM has had as we've met with our clients and find out what does it look like? What needs are we filling? How do we help those those strategies at these tech companies? How do we line with that? I got a question though. It always makes me wonder, and I love you said non-traditional. You're absolutely right. I don't have any college degrees. My my car broke down in front of an Air Force recruiter's office and that's how I joined the military. Like it wasn't a planned event. It just happened. And so when you start looking at these things and you start looking at all of the options that are out there. Like you said, you used to look at, and you still probably look at the four-year colleges. You still have a plan to go into those things. But what does an apprenticeship align with things like, or how does it look different or, or the same to like boot camps or to some of those uh, recruitment, you know, when you go to the colleges, when you uh, look at what those internships are out there, how does the apprenticeship align with some of those other ones, either the same or different? Does it look any different than some of those? Some of the same, some of it is different, right? So, in fact, we do have boot camps here that we run occasionally. We do have internships here at the bank. I think where I see the greatest value with the apprenticeship is very targeted. It's targeted on the IBM curriculum. It's targeted on, you know, the different roles on on the Z platform, right? Application developer and sysadmin, right? So it's really what I will call in-depth, immersive training in those specific areas to build your knowledge and expertise of the Z platform, right? Where, you know, you go to universities and, you know, some of it is, you know, general studies, some of it's technical driven. What I really love about this program is that it's it's very targeted on the things that those individuals are going to need to know for the different roles on the Z platform. So I, I see some great value in that targeted learning. Now, again, it's immersive, right? So they they go through a pre-apprenticeship program, you know, over 200 hours, you know, they take a pre-apprenticeship certification test to make sure that they, you know, they're knowledgeable enough to come to M&T and Franklin, you know, interviews them and prepares them for interviewing. And then ultimately we go through an interview process here at the bank and and, um, bring in uh, candidates in in a cohort. So, you know, and it's funny because there was actually an individual who came to M&T in the existing cohort that we're in right now that actually took a boot camp. And during the boot camp, they learned a little bit about the ZDP program. And they said, hey, I want to know more about that. So they went out to Franklin, read up on the apprenticeship program, 
And then they ultimately went through the pre-apprenticeship and and the person's on the ground now in our cohort three at the bank right now working wow. in the sysadmin space. Gary, I love that story because you're telling us right there, obviously MNT has found something and I, I want to hear what that is. You found something because you're on your third and I believe there is a projection for down the road, but you're on your third cohort and we're talking a good group of, of men and women coming into this, this talent pool. Um, and each time it's gotten better. So do me a favor. Again, everything we do, right? There's going to be some learning curves and some adaptions. And um, what were some of the things you've seen over the last few cohorts that have gotten better? better each time with all of it, the process, uh, the, the talent, uh, the managers, whatever. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's been a journey, right? <laughs> but no journey is ever done. So we're, we're always tweaking and, and changing the program. You know, we started our first cohort in, uh, in March of 21. And, um, you know, ultimately we had a graduation last year, right? Celebrating the success of that those group of ZDPs that they they finished their Franklin and IBM curriculum. And the way we have the program uh, built here is it's actually a two-year program. The first year is the Franklin study, the Franklin IBM studies and on-the-job training, right? So it provides them the ability to learn and then apply, right, as they go through the on-the-job training. So we feel that, that that's, that's a pretty good mix. And then year two is all on-the-job training. Right. All the things that MT does, all the different, you know, roles and responsibilities, guidelines, standards, all of those things that apply to the specific role that that you're providing, you're going to fill at the bank. And then after year two is done, you ultimately go into what we're calling your appropriate uh, job architecture family. Right. So it could be application developer, it could be system administrator, it could be CICS developer, it could be all of those different different things, right? So that's how we've aligned the program. Year two, our second cohort started in December of the same year. Mm -hmm. And we learned a little bit uh, from that. We got other areas that have Z roles and responsibilities, like our operational teams that are working where I started, yep. actually working on the floor and monitoring the system and operating the system. So Definitely, you know, another couple areas, other areas are, are requiring Z talent in the same refresh succession planning that uh, a lot of the other roles have. So cohort two, you know, we actually took advantage of that, brought in additional candidates for that program, and then we created a buddy system, right? So we said, you know what, why don't we take the people that are in cohort one and let's use them as buddies in cohort two so they can, they've walked a mile in their shoes so they can kind of help and guide. Again, along the way, a big thing that we felt very passionate about, and I still do, is we've created mentors and managers for every single ZDP. So there's a one-for-one -one relationship of a mentor and a manager to ZDP individual. Everybody learns different cable. Everybody learns at a different pace. They all come from diverse, varying backgrounds, which is, you know, awesome and what we're really trying to promote here at the bank as well. So we really wanted to create an ecosystem for these, these individuals. So we're doing everything we can to allow them to be successful. I would also meet with them when they started for the first, for the first three months on a biweekly basis. And okay. again, not circumventing what the mentors or managers were doing, but how can I help? Right. How can I help? Is it something about the bank that 
you want to know more about? Is it something about the program? So I just wanted to offer my services to be an available resource for the, for these individuals because we're throwing acronyms at them. We're throwing technical information at them. And honestly, they're, they're treading water, right? They're, they're heads above water and, you know, there's only so much you can, can consume at one point. So that's what we did with cohort two and, and, and the buddy system I thought was, you know, was something that really worked well. Of course, cohort one continues to remind me that they didn't have a buddy when they went through the system. <laughs> of and course I, they do. Of course they do. <laughs> Well, you got to start somewhere, Gary. You got to have a you got to have a baseline, and you got to have a start. We call that return on your investment, right? That's a standard acronym ROI for any businesses. But if you look at those men and women that came in a cohort one, and if I can give you some feedback, Gary, let me give you some feedback. Your men and women from MNT are making an impact all throughout Franklin and to all our other clients. And you probably don't know this. You know, we have a subject matter expert from IBM on Fridays and all of our apprentices are, are given the opportunity to come in and sit at this uh, session. And the session is going over the learning and over the framework that all apprentices have. And it's a mix of everybody with the subject matter expert. But I can tell you, your cohort one and your cohort two apprentices, as they're in those groups, those are the men and women who are engaged. They're the ones that are actively participating and giving feedback to Paul or giving feedback to the group. They're the ones going in and they're making that a much more enriched learning experience. And I believe it's because of the, again, the learning that they have at MNT, the support that they have at MNT. You said they've got managers and mentors assigned to their cohort. Gary is on, hey, I've got my first three months. Tell me what's on your plate. How can I make this better? If you have an ecosystem, and I'm going to use a different word, and I'm going to use one of the words that your guys are using there and trying to do and are doing at MNT. You're building a culture, right? That's exactly what your leadership and all of you at, at MNT are doing is you're building a culture of support, growth, career progression, learning, everything. And I'm going to tell you, it's making an impact across the board, Gary. So I don't know if you know that, but your cohorts, as you guys have taken some of those best practices and kind of grown, we're taking those to other clients and saying, hey, this has worked in other places. Maybe you can try some of these steps because we've seen the success that y'all have had there at MNT. Yeah, they're not a shy bunch. You they know are. what I mean? They're, they're, they're... <laughs> Honestly, the some of the success of the program or a lot of the success of the program is really the individuals providing feedback to me and the program team. You know, what's working, what's not working. You know, cohort two, we kind of realigned and shuffled some of the curriculum and moved, moved things up and moved things back to allow them, you know, the right learning based on the role and responsibility that they were going to be doing at MT. Again, it's a feedback loop, that continuous improvement loop that you know, in our first cohort, I told everybody and I, I kind of, you know, we're still, we're learning just like all of you, right? We we don't know what we don't know, right? So Franklin provided a lot of great feedback, a lot of, you know, they reinforced some of the things that we were doing and said, that's a really good practice. There are some things that they offered to say, hey, you may want to think about this. And then ultimately, one of those was a, a byproduct of our career day that we just ran um, before our third cohort. Yep. So. It was our first career day. IBM came on site. Franklin mm -hmm. came on site. Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of the people that were in the previous cohort, cohort two, actually spoke at that yep. career fair. I spoke a little bit at the career fair before I got the hook. But um, ultimately, it allowed people in the audience. And we had we had a good group. We had probably like 40 people. Mm-hmm. Come, which was, you know, for our first career for, I was pretty, you know, pretty excited about that. But I thought it was really great because people could then talk about their experience, not only in the program, but at the bank, yes. right? Yes. And, and what the bank is all about, the culture at the bank, how we invest in the community, how we're looking at, you know, our approach towards helping with community service. And the bank offers 40 hours of community service every year, mm-hmm. you know, to go and help certain organizations and and that could be meals on wheels that could be you know the food bank of western new york and it's just you know cleaning up some parks and things like that it's just a great opportunity for m&t to continue to back give back to the community that um we're so much ingrained with and, and excited to be part of I will tell you, Gary, it is showing not only from the success of your men. You've got men and women moving clear across the country. You've got people coming from sunny California to move to Buffalo, New York. That's a quite a commitment to come up there, but they come because they believe in what you're doing and they can see it from a thousand, three thousand miles away. They can see what y'all are delivering. And I don't know if you've heard um, the podcast with Oscar, one of yours from Oscar. Oh, I did. Yeah. And Oscar talked about that first day when he walks in and what it's like, the experience is just, and again, it's not, and he wasn't really just talking about Mario Kart and the fact that you guys got a gamer. He wasn't talking about that. He was talking about the experience of coming in and feeling welcomed and feeling excited for his job and feeling excited for his career and where that was going. And then 12 months later, as he's getting ready to graduate, just the the way that they hold their head up a little bit higher, the way that they're excited about where they're going in the future. Uh, Gary, you all are doing exactly that, not only for MNT, but for, like you said, for your community and especially for the men and women that are a part of your program. And I will tell you, I know why I saw your badge. Were you an IBM Z16 day speaker? Yes, I was. I know yes, I, I know why you're a speaker. It's because you're a very good speaker, Gary, and you're very thoughtful in what it is you're trying to pr- portray and what you're trying to actually get across. So I appreciate you being with us here and doing exactly that, giving us your insight and showing us exactly what it is that M&T and what Gary and what, what the bank does and how the uh, apprenticeships are kind of uh, in filling into what, what you all are bring into the world. I love it. Yeah. You know, the, the opportunity for, for these young men and women is, it just doesn't stop at Z either. I mean, there's opportunity. The, the bank is very uh, much, uh, tech organization is very much focused on continued learning. All of these individuals that are part of this program, they're excited, they're thankful, and they want us to feel proud. I can't tell you how many times I'll go in a one-on-one with these people and these individuals and, and they'll say, you know, we want to make you proud because you took a chance on us. And, you know, it just, it kind of gives you chills in your spine when you hear things like that and people saying that because you feel like you're doing something good, right? And, and the bank's doing something good here. And, and we just want to continue to evolve it. We want to continue to make it better each and every cohort. And we're learning from, these young men and women, you know, what's really important? How do we need to focus these things? Are there different things that we should do in a different cadence? And some of the feedback that we had ultimately was uh, with our last cohort. And um, they mentioned that, you know, it was great to start in November, but, you know, December came around and vacations had, right? And it was like, 
you know, we were here and, and then all of a sudden our, you know, some of our mentors or managers weren't right. And, um, and, you know, we took that feedback and that's, you'd mentioned, yeah, we're starting to talk about cohort four and, and we originally would do them on an annual basis, mm-hmm. right. More, you know, towards the uh, winter months, right. Or, or in fourth quarter, but we're actually talking about accelerating that. And, and I think we're going to probably look at August. I love it. So, and again, it's, it's really a byproduct, not of me or the program team. It's, it's of those young men and women that you're, you're referring to their excitement, they're uh, willing to just dive right in, you know, learn as much as they possibly can. In fact, I was talking to one individual in a one-on-one the other day, and and uh, and again, the individual just had started uh, in November, and they're he's almost seventy percent complete in the curriculum already, and it's like, wow, you know, that's a pretty nice achievement. It is right, um, and then you know, it's a true testament to Marlon and what he's doing mm-hmm. as a success coach from Franklin. I view the success coaches of Franklin, an extension of my team or our team here at M&T. It's so critical for that success coach to build the right mentoring, the right relationship with all the ZDPs. And again, from varying degrees of backgrounds, Mm -hmm. diversity, all kinds of different things that, you know, it's not one size fits all. So being able to navigate that and learn and, and still allow those people to learn in the rate they can and they feel good about it is so important to us and it's so important to them. I hear it all the time. I I, I say I meet with them every every other week for three months and then we go to monthly mm-hmm. and it, it kind of gets sad when they say, you know, Gary, I don't really need to talk to you anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of okay. And I'm like, really? You don't want to talk to me anymore? But no, but it's, uh, I'm just, la- I, I'm just tongue in cheek in it. But yeah, there's so much ingrained in the program and, and wanting to make a difference. And that's the big thing that I'll tell you about these young men and women that are coming in is that they want to make a difference. And what we're trying to do, and we're trying to stress to them is that they own their career. They own their growth. This is an opportunity that we're going to present you with, but it's really up to you on where you want to take it. And um, and it's a, and it's an exciting journey, right? Like I said, our our first cohort are going to graduate out of the two year apprenticeship program in March, later in March. So we're excited about it. We've got it, like you said, we have another graduation coming up for cohort two that are going to be graduating because they've completed the IBM and Franklin training. So and hopefully we'll get the CIO and and uh, the chief diversity offer, officer there to be a guest speaker mm-hmm. again like they were at um, our first graduation, yep. but um, we're, we're really excited about the journey, but the journey never ends, right? And we're going to continue to, you know, add additional cohorts um, along the way, as long as these young men and women continue to show the enthusiasm and uh, and we see the benefits of, of the, the apprenticeship program working with Franklin and IBM. Gary, I appreciate that. That's a huge statement of both uh, efforts and success and everybody involved and everybody being a part of this. So I, I agree. I think that's a great uh, collaboration. And I agree, you know, based on the men and women. And you said it, each one learns at a different rate. They learn it a different way, a different background. And they all want to put their their uh, spin on what it is that they're doing. And yes, everyone is in control of their own career. And I always think of it like this. It's like a vector, right? It's just an opening scaled vector. It just goes anywhere. You guys... 
you got the hat on and off you go. And I think that's a great one. Gary, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your thoughts today. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your insights. We appreciate your efforts you're making there, right there in the Buffalo community. To everybody out there listening, we appreciate y'all listening to another episode of Frankly Speaking, Adventures in Tech Apprenticeships. I am Cable Rose. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Get all of your podcasts right directly to you as each new episode drops. We'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking, Adventures in Tech Apprenticeships. This podcast was produced by Franklin Apprenticeships, a woman-owned tech apprenticeship company on a mission to unlock the potential of the American workforce. Franklin offers apprenticeships for a range of tech roles, such as cybersecurity, help desk, IBM Z, network engineering, and software engineering. Help us spread the word about tech apprenticeships by leaving a review and telling a friend about our show. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified of new episodes.